You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? To some untapped keg. I am RJ Zimmerman here with my good friend Monte Ball. How you doing, guy? Ooh, I'm good. I, I'm I'm good. A very tiresome weekend. Um, being outside in that golf tournament and then going to the, the trampoline place uh, with the boys. I I I'm I'm just not in shape anymore. So I don't understand how I did it, but I'm exhausted. But all is well in my end. How are you doing, man? I, you know what? I, I was pretty good until uh, last night we realized that our air conditioner went out. And it's like unexpected unexpected expenses. Yes. For nice. the win. Uh, so that's fun. So I'm going to be in the basement a lot, even though it's not much cooler down here now, which is crazy. Usually in the middle of summer, you need a sweatshirt to be down here, but. Nice. But man, that's 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 good to hear. But we got a guest. We got a, a guest today who we're excited um to have on. RJ, I will let you introduce um this person who is very close to you, man. Yep, yep. So it's my former roommate, a uh, good friend, the only person that we could have that feels right after Dan the man is <laughs> the Danimal yogurt, Mr. Dan Clark. How you doing, <laughs> sir? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm very honored to be here. Long time listener, so um, I'm pretty excited to be we here. We really appreciate so. that. Yeah, man. It's a it's an honor for us, man, because you don't have to do this. Um, you know, Sunday morning people sometimes like to sleep in, or or probably at the farmers market or something early in the morning, beating the sun um, before the sun really gets hot during the day. But uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us, man, and. Uh, it's pretty awesome. You guys have known each other for for quite some time, huh? I first met, and I put that in quotes. Um, he was introduced to me as Roger, so I always call him Roger. Everyone else calls him RJ, so it always feels weird. But I think I first met him in uh, 20, 2010 um, through Sounds Xbox, right. actually. So through Xbox, yes. Well, yeah. Through our oh. our mutual friend Cody. Oh, okay. I thought this was... in here. Okay. 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 I got you. I thought this was one of those, uh, which I love those stories where you, you know, you play with some random person on, on, on live or what have you for, for years and years yeah. and you finally, and you become like best friends, they become <laughs> your best man at your wedding. And so that's, that's some pretty cool stuff. But, um, but how are you feeling? How are you feeling today, Dan? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, little, little worn out this, this week, this heat. I tell you, it's it's rough, but uh, we're getting there. And it's, unfortunately, it's going to be here for another week at least. So probably the whole summer is going to be 85 plus because we're oh. not even in the middle of June and it's 85 plus. Uh, What's your so, perfect weather, RJ? And then I want Danimal's perfect weather too. So mine's a little cooler. Mine is at about 68 to 70, like right in there. And okay. uh, partly sunny. Okay, Danimal, what you got? Um, I'm going to have to say something similar. Um, I like a little bit of warm wetness 
if that makes sense. Uh, where I was born is very cloudy and rainy most of the year, and I think that affects it. So I, I, I do like a little overcast. I like a little sun, and as soon as I start to sweat, I'm like, that's enough. That's enough of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm low 60s, maybe 59 to 63, 64. It's perfect for me. Uh, I like that too. That's a good one. Because I, I like wearing like a long sleeve t-shirt and you're good. Right. Right? Yep. You can wear shorts. You can wear jeans. You can wear a sweater. Or you can wear a t-shirt. Um, all the above. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive dive right into it. Uh, somebody in the chat, Jenny in the chat says, oh, it's the yogurt man. Yes, indeed it is. <laughs> the legend. Yes, yes indeed it is. <laughs> I mean, for those who haven't been around... Uh, we have Dan has been on before. He's been on our video game episodes because yep. uh, he's somewhat of a video game expert. He's very tuned in. So let's start start this off along those lines. Have you been paying attention to E three, Dan? Um, I've been paying a little attention to E three. Um, the the things that I have been paying attention to have mostly been disappointing <laughs> because <laughs> I want more information and they don't give it to us. Is it so uh, Borderlands? Borderlands related. I was hoping for some Tiny Tina's stuff. We Let's didn't get. Let's get some real quick. What's E3 again, RJ, for those who That's may not the, know? It's uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, and it's basically Video Game Super Bowl. Is uh, Well, I mean, it's the Super Bowl week leading up to the Super Bowl because, you know, it is it is usually a week long, and uh, usually there's game announcements, there's demos and everything in between. So uh, that's, yep. yeah, it's... Usually it's a really fun time. Sundays are generally when it gets really, really good, which is obviously today. So you have Xbox, Bethesda, you have Square Enix. Could have some pretty cool stuff that comes out. So absolutely, or, well announced, not really comes out. So, so Danimal, what is it? Uh, what is it that you're looking for? Well, I wanted more Borderlands information. Um, there's, and I set myself up for failure because I know. That there's, there's some games that I'm not going to get information on, but I still kind of hope that they give us stuff. Because it's E3. I mean, come on. Um, but, like, I was hoping for some stuff from Bungie. Um, talking more about their expansion that's coming out. They pushed it back to 2022 now. So, again, knew that I wasn't going to get much information, but still crossing my fingers. Still could. Um, it still could. That's, uh... It's... You know, I haven't really watched much of. I've been just just bogged down. Um, but I did see some. I did see some news that came out. I don't know if they announced it, but I did see that the Splinter Cell series is coming out. I think. Um, no, no, excuse me, excuse me. I think that might have been actually IGN or whatever. But um, the Avatar, excuse me, the Avatar video game. Yeah, I did see. Did you guys see that? that? Was announced. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, my my apologies there. The Avatar game. I'm most definitely gonna have to check that out. If if they make Pandora as expansive as it as it is in the movie, I gotta play it. I gotta play it. Gotta get into that. I'm excited for what we saw from Elden Ring, but that's like super deep in the weeds. I mean, it's similar to Bloodborne from the same makers of Bloodborne, and I talked about that game quite a bit on the show. But uh, that it could be fun. It could be not up my alley. We'll see. But. Uh, I'm excited. This is this is an exciting time of year. I mean, anytime you have these crazy announcements come out. I'm what I'm looking forward to and I hope we see more of is that Ninja Turtle game that's coming out that we're going to end up streaming co-op and I hope that it's like cross-platform co-op. That would be sweet. So, uh 
that's going to be a lot of fun. It goes back to like the old games, but <clears throat> all right, leaving, leaving that nice little warm up there, <laughs> Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Danimal, where'd that come from? Um, well, I can tell you where it originally came from when I was a freshman in high school. Um, one of the seniors on the track slash cross country team started calling me Danimal. Um, because they they gave everyone nicknames. That was just kind of the thing. When you came in, everyone got a nickname, and it was based on something. And so mine was the Danimal because I was a 14-year-old kid, and I was um, running as hard as I could all the time, never took an easy day, and I ended up being pretty good. Um, and so they started calling me the Danimal because I would do workouts that were meant to be little easy workouts, and I was trying to win them. Um, not probably the smartest choice, but I was always I was always trying to win. So that's kind of where that came from. Heck yeah, heck yeah, that's actually pretty. That's 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 pretty awesome, actually. By the way, I remember. Yeah, I remember in the weight room and stuff, and you would see the young cats just grinding away and just keeping their head down, just grinding. I loved, I loved seeing that stuff. So Danimal, Dan, the animal yogurt. The Danimal, not the animal, the, the Danimal. The Danimal, excuse me. And of course um, I hijacked it and I took it <laughs> and threw a little spin on it. <laughs> Wasn't that, yeah. that was, when was that? Was that softball or was that online playing? Uh, playing it was, I think football? it was, I think it was softball because our jerseys had our names and mine said the Danimal, and you just would always cheer me on as yogurt. You'd always say yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. What can I say? You know, my mind just it goes in random places, and where it goes, it goes. So, <laughs> so Dan, man, I got uh, right, let's go ahead and dive in, man. So obviously, you know that our show we speak about obviously we speak about a lot of stuff, um, recovery, um, and again. Recovery doesn't have to be from substance abuse. Um, it can be from anything. Everybody's recovering from something. Um, and so you've been a longtime listener, which we, we most definitely appreciate that. We, we are so grateful for that, man. And uh, if you feel comfortable, man, can you share with us, you know, what you, um, you know, what pulls you back? What, what, brought, what brought you into listening to us, man? Like, what is something that you can relate with um, that we may have touched on or, or a specific episode or what have you? So um, I was speaking a little bit with RJ about this yesterday, um, but like I've had some um, really good episodes that you guys have put out that have really just kind of captured me. Um, there's a couple of there's a couple of things. So I have. Um, so my father is actually a um, a drug addict. Um, I was always told it was heroin, but my experience with him is he probably did a lot of things. Um, and then on my mom's side of the family, there's, it's questionable whether or not several of them are alcoholics. Um, and so I have both sides that are just kind of very much, um, they have, they have their struggles. Um, and so when I first started hearing about the show, um, you know, I was, I was very, it was <laughs> the start of the pandemic and. Um, everything and so I had a lot of time on my hands while at work to just kind of listen to music, podcasts, whatever. And it was around the same time that I started seeing a therapist for some things, and she was recommending 
um, things to do in my downtime. One of those things was listening to a podcast by Dr. Brene Brown called Unlocking Us. And I started listening to all the episodes, whether or not it seemed to be something that fit me or not. Um, and I found a lot of uh, connections to even if, you know, like even if I don't, <clears throat> I'm lucky and I don't have a um, an issue with the substance, it's still, there's a message there, there's still wisdom there. And it was very much like a connection thing where it was like, you know, a light bulb goes off and you hear, you start to hear these things from other people's perspectives and it's, it's incredibly helpful and uplifting, I think. So, um, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of where I, you know, got started with the show originally recognized the names and I was like, Hey, let's tune in and, you know, end up finding this in, incredible, you know, message and, and heartfelt, uh, candor and stuff like that so keeps you coming back well we appreciate that man and and first off thank you for sharing that um it's it's you know it's never easy to talk about yourself or or any sort of challenges that you may have faced or that you are facing um in front of people um so that takes a lot of courage man and we're very grateful man we really really are um we would not we wouldn't feel as comfortable sharing if we didn't have folks like yourself who who, who listened <laughs> and appreciated our content. Um, so this is pretty awesome. It's very humbling for us. It really is. And Dan comes from an interesting perspective, too, because when we, uh, you know, when we were roommates, I was at probably my heaviest stage of drinking. Like, uh, maybe not heaviest, but I was definitely binging a lot. Like, when we drank... I was gone every time. Mm. And uh, so, you know, he, he he's seen that personally, that perspective of myself and now, you know, being where I am. And, uh, you know, he he was around when Ashley and I first started dating. So okay. uh, it's, it's a little bit of a difference here with <laughs> between both of us. But, um, you know, going going into it, talking about, uh, you know, your your dad being a user. Uh, how has that affected you mm. going into relationships, if you don't mind sharing? I, I don't mind sharing at all. Um, I, I honestly, so I've, I've discovered, um, I've kind of walked this seemingly this balance being between if I talk about myself, am I being um, self-centered kind of thing? Um, but every time I've posted something like really deep, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is, um, I get people who message me on the side and they're like, hey, you know, I'm struggling and it's hard for me to talk about this, but it's really awesome to see you talk about this because it makes me feel like, hey, I'm not the only one fighting these battles. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get to actually your question, um, so it, it's, it's, it's made things challenging from the standpoint in, you know, when I was younger, there's a period of time where he was clean or if he wasn't clean, he was at least high functioning. Um, so I have good memories of him, and then he's just gone, basically out of just he just drops off the face of the earth, kind of. And uh, I I was very from that for a very long time. Like I was always kind of like I just if I sat there and thought about it, I was like yeah, I don't really care, you know, whatever. Um, and it was through <clears throat> therapy. That I really kind of realized how much um, 
at, on the surface level, it was how much anger was there. Um, both him, both him, and my mom have done certain things or not done certain things that were, you know, left me feeling angry and disconnected, and like I had to separate myself away from everything, you know, and justified it as I don't care. But um, it's something that I very recently, through therapy, was going through where, um, you know, I have the the Danimal persona, if you will, and how do people get past that? And it's like there are certain things where I saw, you know, I see, I see people who are struggling and I want to like, it's almost like I want to save them in a way. And it's because of my struggles with my dad, wishing that I had had him there, you know, from day one and that he stayed and, and he didn't. So it's, it's been this long journey of trying to get to a healthy place myself while also, um, acknowledging the the pain and the the hurt that is there and trying to find a way to move past it i guess wow well man we wow well we we commend you man it seems like you've done a a significant amount of self um reflecting and understanding um you know who you are understanding how far you've come um all the challenges that you had to overcome it's not it's not easy man it's most definitely not and and that that's just remarkable that you feel comfortable sharing that information. It really is. Um, I so, can't wait to give you a hug, Dan. <laughs> I miss my hugs with you. That's awesome, man. So you do have some pretty nice hugs. That's for sure. <laughs> so, so therapy, man. I'm a. I love therapy as well too. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Um, that really, really helped me. Really mm-hmm. helped me. Um, what is one of the trying to formulate this question here for you put this together um like throughout your therapeutic process um you know if someone right now was was listening and had no idea what therapy was or you know they just you know don't know what you don't know they have no idea what that realm looks like what is one thing that you would share with them man um about therapy like how it helped you so i guess the first thing is it's important to to acknowledge that everyone's journey with therapy can be different Mm. um but the the thing that i would say the most accurate way to put it for me is therapy has been my journey to connect with myself um because there's there's these things that are locked inside your head and and it's it sounds silly to say it this way because it's like you know, are you consciously doing it or not is irrelevant, but there's mm-hmm. things that you find, and my therapist um, practices brain spotting. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's it's this idea that your brain, the way it holds information is locked in certain, almost like literal locations, and so you'll focus yeah. on a spot, and then you start talking, and it starts, all of these things start coming up that you, you just totally forgot yourself. Um, and so it's been this journey of reconnecting with myself and finding these these pieces of information and you know sitting across from someone who's listening to you understanding what you're saying and giving you these somehow perfect little nudges where they they say the tiniest little thing like i would encourage you to feel this or i think it's great that you acknowledge this you know and it's 
just the simplest thing and all of a sudden it just clicks in a different way and it's for me it's been about connecting back with myself and really understanding you know kind of what why i make some of the decisions i make because i don't always make the best decisions and sometimes i would chalk it off as like oh you know i'm i'm stupid or i'm just an idiot or i i'm x y and z but really it's you know these these underlying issues that you're trying to avoid hurt Mm. Mm. wow i I mean (laughs) i I get that that same kind of thing like uh yeah that's i'm glad i'm glad that um you know you are going to therapy and having these revelations because you are not a stupid person like and as my oldest would say (laughs) that that that's a bad word okay (laughs) that's a bad word we don't say stupid all right um but but for real like uh you are i know from personal experience how hard you are on yourself um and you are very hard on yourself and i'm sure that that does come from that place um you know how long have you been going to therapy and um you know how long did it take before you really started to open up because i think as men that is something mm. that uh, we can kind of struggle with a little bit, you know. Um, well, you you know me. I mean, we used to joke um, a lot a long time ago that I was a I was a girly man because I was much more in in tune with the emotions side of things, I guess. Um, but I started going so I think it was around maybe August of last year is when I like first started actually seeing someone I had been kind of looking off and on to speak to someone. Um, and it's a, it's a challenging process. It's not easy. Um, and I was very lucky that the first person I reached out to, she's very, very good. Um, it works. We work together really, really well. Um, but I would, I think it was August. Um, and I, it's weird. I don't have any issues like opening up and telling the story right away. It's like where it, where the story connects and like really like where I get to like really break down and feel it kind of thing. So I had no problems like telling her stories right away. But it, it was the thing that was shocking to me was I went into it going, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to have this person help me with my, you know, my issues with my mother and my father. And we spent a great deal of time talking about other things that were, that I was, again, burying and not realizing how much they were affecting me on a day-to-day, you know. Um, yeah. It's all, you know, connected, but, um, yeah. I hear you, man. It's quite a, it's an incredible process. It, and, you know, when I think about therapy, it's literally, just like you said, reconnecting with yourself. But, you know, in order to get there, you got to, you know, peel back the layers you know, like an onion, understand who you are on a very deep and deep level. Um, and throughout that process, yeah, you understand your daily triggers. You understand uh, maybe some past experiences that you really haven't emotionally worked through, um, which kind of just sits there in the back of your mind. And, and as you stated, can be affecting you daily and you don't even realize it. Um it's 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 an awesome process, and again, man, I think there's us. This speaks volumes about who you are as a person to be able to come on here and share this stuff. Um, 
because as RJ stated, it's not it's not as encouraged for men to talk about our feelings and especially talk about them. You said you're speaking to a woman, correct? A woman therapist. And maybe that's the, that that presents an, a, another, you know, difficult aspect um, to it as well, too, because us men, I don't know why it is in our American culture, us sharing our feelings and then especially sharing our feelings to women is just not something that we feel comfortable doing. So, you know, if there was somebody listening to you right now, Dan, you know, can you share with them what's the one thing that you've gained since you started back in August? Um, my love of life. Um, I mean, it was always, it was always there. I always had things I love to see people laugh, smile, succeed, whatever. Um, but my sort of desire to be an active participant in life, um, was kind of not there. In fact, in, in, if I can get really honest in January of 2020, I had, um, I was in a very toxic relationship. Um, we were we were both not good for each other at all, and I had basically gotten to a point where I was at my wit's end, and there was no thought whatsoever. I grabbed a bunch of sleeping pills, I grabbed a bottle of wine, and I left the house. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm I'm just I I need this all to stop. And um, speaking with this therapist, like I a, a, months after that, I I was just very disconnected and and sort of autopilot i just get up i go to work i come home i sleep i get up i go to work i come home i sleep i don't think i don't feel i don't anything and having this therapist all of a sudden i was like wait a minute like no i love people i want to be out there helping people i want to be out there enjoying life i want to be out there with my friends i want to be out there doing these these things and it was like all of a sudden it felt it felt very empowering to be like no the the danimal's still here he's not going anywhere you know let's go let's go <laughs> we need you man we need you we need you man rj needs you um you need yourself um those loved ones around you need you man um and and most importantly yeah you need your own happiness so that's it's 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 a blessing man it's we're so glad to have you here with us today hey danimal Dan, mm-hmm. Dan, yeah, I love you. I'm glad you I love you, me. Jobin. <laughs> Did you just say Jobin? <laughs> um, you know we. <clears throat> I'm I'm very glad that you know you're sharing your story because it is powerful and yeah. it is a different side of recovery that we don't see that we don't you know and we're talking about not just um you know you're dealing with your family's alcoholism or your dad's substance dependency but like talking about your mental health as well getting getting that in order and i can just tell like you know when you and i have been texting or when we're talking yesterday uh in that playstation party like you are in a better place or like when you called me to talk about your current job, like, you know, it's just, you're, you're not taking, not taking everything upon yourself. Like you're starting to, uh, let go of the stuff that you can't control, which is, that's an amazing place to be, man. Like that's something that 
I struggle with as well that I think a lot of people in today's world struggle with. We take a lot of stuff and try to think that we could change it ourselves. Um, mm. So I'm glad that you're not adding that stress to yourself anymore. That that makes me happy. Um, Absolutely. I agree. When So you used to live in Madison, um, yeah. and you don't anymore. Do you think that getting out of here and starting fresh was something that helped with your mental health, ultimately? It was, yeah, it was a, a huge huge thing um there was there was a lot of changes that happened all at once really fast um that ultimately were the best decisions um and i had been for basically four years straight sleeping about two to three hours a night i don't ask me how i was operating because i don't know um and as soon as i got out of madison out of the place that I was in, um, where it was just a cycle of, I hate this, I hate me, I hate this, I hate me, just cycle, cycle, cycle. Um, I remember getting out here in, in Watertown, and I think for like uh, about two months straight, I think I slept like 16 hours a day, and I just remember being like, just, you know, it was just such a strange thing. It was almost like I, I you know, after like a month or so, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, what is this? You know, I feel light. I feel good. I feel what is happening, you know? Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that I see people all over, um, Facebook, wherever. And I see, um, talk, people talk about being in toxic relationships, toxic situations. And I always am like, man, it is so, so hard to recognize those things when you're in them and get yourself out of them at the same time. Like, I don't I don't know how people do it on their own. I certainly felt like I had a lot of help. I had a lot of people in my corner constantly being like, "Hey, you know, this is bad. Like, come stay here. Come stay here." Like it it, it was it was nuts, but getting out of that situation, getting away from things was it just made a world of difference, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's at some point, yeah, you got to remove yourself from from certain situations, maybe from certain areas, um, in order to reconnect with yourself. Um, sometimes life's pitfalls, the, the temptations get the best of you, um, and just cloud your judgment. That's mm -hmm. that, that was me for sure. Uh, you know, hindsight being 2020, how the heck did I not see this toxic relationship, uh, more so from myself? I was a very toxic person. Um, but it, it's just, Therapy, man. Therapy. Mm. Therapy. So today, Danimal, you know, what what helps you today outside of therapy, man? What 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 keeps Danimal grounded? What what keeps you with reconnecting with yourself, man? Keeps you waking up in the morning and, and feeling refreshed, man. Um, Other than coffee. <laughs> Speaking wow. of art. <laughs> uh. So I'm I'm in a much better relationship now. Um, I'm with someone who sh confuses me daily, just how patient and understanding she is, honestly. Um, so that is obviously a massive, massive change, um, going to that from someone who 
would repeatedly tell you how terrible of a human being you are is uh is definitely one thing that helps but um having sort of that that loving situation to be in and being able to reconnect with like you know I'll hang out with some of my friends like we went out for my birthday we went to the Dells and just like went on water slides and stuff and having every one of those people there like one-on-one conversations just to talk to them about how they were doing like like remembering that that's something that I love to do is just connect with someone one-on-one and just you know be like a safe space for them um that's that's what I love to do I don't I don't know why I just I you know having the not the idea that I can go out there and just be something to somebody is amazing Absolutely. I think we're going to end this show early because uh, we didn't get an invitation to that. But uh, (laughs) it was a surprise for me, if if that's anything. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. That's awesome, man. It's pretty cool stuff. What you got, RJ? Um, Having those conversations and being able to have a, a normal, friendly conversation um, and probably what felt like the first time in years, what did that take you back to? Like, um, not just remembering that you like to connect with people, but like, you know, did it, did it take you back to high school or, you know, a different place where you loved yourself? Um, I guess it, it, it did kind of bring me back to, um, my, my relationship with, with my grandmother, my dad's mom, um just a delightful human being who's just so happy and so adorable and always she's always bending over backwards for people but just having that one-on-one interaction with her where you just you you felt like no matter what she was she was there and she loved you like no matter what um and, and just grandma, uh, and I almost forgot whose grandma she was when she was there. So <laughs> can confirm all this is true. <laughs> um, I, I've discussed this particular aspect of like talking with people one on one with my therapist. And she was like, um, I don't remember exactly how she put it, but she was like, you know, how do you feel right now? And it was like, I feel like I'm on the top of the world. Like I can do anything I want right now. And she was like, she was very, very subtle, very deliberate, and I know exactly what she was getting at, but she was like, do you see, I would I would encourage you to see how much more wonderful your tank feels, your love tank feels on full than it does on empty. And I would encourage you to explore that, you know, and it was, it was, it was very much, you know, my gas tank full of, which is supposed to be full of love was full, and it's a very big change from when it's running on empty, you know, so... I like to think of it like that. Okay. I love that metaphor. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm let yeah, I'm sitting here letting that soak in because it uh that's what I'm saying, man. This, that's this, a nugget. It is, it is. It, it it really is because you can you can fill that tank with toxicity or you know, just being on social media too much or things that aren't progressing your life. Um but being able to stand back and realize that and and you know, flush it and fill it with stuff. Feel alive is a very, very important thing to do. Um, love the metaphor. Love it. Um, 
some pretty important pretty important topics here and usually we do not chime in with the chat but i do want to address this real quick with nebula um so dan the man nebula stated this is danimal oh excuse me danimal <laughs> danimal in the chat nebula stated it's cool to go out and see what fun you can have sober when you used to th- think like whoa what am i going to do to relax when i hang out with people now how am I even going to enjoy myself without this? I don't know how to do that. How does one go about enjoying being around folks? Because let's be honest, here in American society, um, every single facet of life, that being entertainment, oh, let me let me rephrase that, all leisure, entertainment, social gatherings, there's alcohol there. So what would you share with this person? Uh, Danimal, hate to put you on the spot, but you know, how does this individual go about enjoying life without drinking in sober atmospheres? Or excuse me, in drinking atmospheres. <clears throat> that, that is a good question. That's very challenging. Um, I I spent many years. Um, I didn't I didn't have a drink until I was twenty one. Um, I'm sorry. That, that's my. That's fault. just. The life I live. Oh. oh man! That I started um, drinking. <laughs> you know, I I've been very uh, I've been very blessed and very lucky that I've never felt that I needed hey. to have those things. Um, but it's it is it is very challenging when you're you're in a situation. I I think especially one that um, can come with some love some measure of uncomfortability. Like if you're someone who's um, you know, struggles in, in group settings and being in like sort of an extroverted situation, it can be hard. And having that um, lubricant definitely can yeah. be sort of a buffer. But um, the thing that, that helped me um, uh, go from someone who thinks of himself as, as an introvert but succeeds in extroverted situations um the best way I can describe it is being um, a, a young kid in elementary school. Whenever you had to present something and get in front of the class, I was one of those kids who was like, I, you know, shy. I didn't want to do this because it was so nervous. Um, and then there was one day where I just said, you know what? If I just go first, um, yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to sit there and feel so nervous all the time. And I, I actually, I take that approach um, now all the time. Um, we were meeting someone, a friend um, was introducing us to their girlfriend, and um, I could see the situation was sort of awkward, meeting new people, being like the new person, and so, you know, it was awkward for me because I didn't want to say the wrong thing, but I wanted them to feel welcome, and so now I, the way I approached it is I just, like last night, I was like, I just blurted out, so I was like, so tell us a story about yourself, tell us something, you know, just, you break that ice, you be the person who kind of opens up right away um and it it just like it kind of eases the mood and all of a sudden everyone's like okay you know like um if you it's it's difficult but if you can get yourself to a place where you're like hey you know what um if i just let this go for just a second you know i don't have to worry about it you know i don't have to feel so nervous i don't have to feel these things it's okay if you do but you don't you don't have to be stuck in that that's true. That's a great answer to it as well. Hopefully I, I asked that question correctly. 
correctly, but that's that that that's 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 what it is. That is what it is for sure. I know. <clears throat> that's so. All right. What what do you do on your free time to help you relax? What do you help de-stress yourself now um, mm. that you're out of you know you don't have your all that toxicity um, and you can find some space to maybe get that weight off your shoulders that you used to feel constantly. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, man. How do you unplug? <laughs> Obviously, video games are a big part of it. Um, I do play a lot of video games. I put um, an excessive amount of emphasis on movies and TV shows and the characters and the stories told in there. Um, I, 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 I love experiencing life through other lenses you know um unplugging from from my life but not disconnecting from it um but unplugging from my day-to-day and just experiencing storytelling somewhere else is is what i do it's it's just how i i love to unplug speaking of storytelling speaking of storytelling are we getting into it are we getting into it (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, we're at the 45-minute mark, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. So speaking of storytelling, which still goes with exactly what we were sharing today, what you were just stating, you know, how do you unplug, you know, f- just unplug from, <laughs> from from work, from, you know, thinking about the next day of work, many other stressors, but not disconnecting from your life. Storytelling. Movies. Danimal. Right now, on the spot. I want to. I want you to share with everybody what your favorite movie is, and that may not even be a DC or Marvel movie. Um, but then also, I want you to share, if it is not, what is your favorite DC film? Um, my favorite movie from the year 1999 until the year 2016, so oh. about 17 years. My favorite movie was The Matrix. In the year. In the year 2016, my favorite movie became Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Let's go. Um, I and and you know what's you know what's the most funny about this thing is the reason I love that movie so much, or one of the reasons I love that movie so much is 100% because RJ made me go see Man of Steel with him in 2013. If he had never made me go see that movie, I would have never started on this this love affair that I have with those films, but um, and your it, it is with Henry Cavill? Dude. Bro, he's the I, best Superman. <laughs> listen. He's the best Superman. I love him as an actor so much. I love him as Superman so much that a friend of mine as a joke, okay, as a joke got me a blanket that is just a picture of Henry Cavill. Um, <laughs> it's, on, it's on my bed every night. I don't... I don't... It's awesome. <laughs> Um, but well, no, it, oh no, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's it's 100% Batman v Superman, it's my favorite movie. Gotcha. Well, let's take a step back real quick. Let's let's talk about The Matrix first, real fast, and then, and then we could dive into uh Batman v Superman. So, The Matrix, obviously, for folks who don't know what The Matrix is, um, Keanu Reeves, um, Lawrence Fishburne, yep, Lawrence Fishburne for sure, uh, good old Neo. 
Um, how would you explain the matrix to somebody? So obviously our the technology ta- has, has taken over, that being AI, and they're using us, us humans, as pretty much batteries. And we don't know it. They've put us in pretty much um, an incubator tank in, in a sense, and they are feeding us our, re- you know, an artificial reality. Um, it's a simulation Neo. theory. You could just yeah, yeah, yeah. describe it as in that. Neo, <laughs> in Neo, uh, because of Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne speaks to Neo via computer. Neo wakes up from the Matrix. And then I'll stop there for folks who may not have seen it. So Dan the Man. Um, well, Dan I guess uh, we could speak. It's uh, Danimal. Excuse me. I keep saying Dan the Man. Dan the Man. Danimal. My apologies, Dan the Man. Danimal. Let's go ahead and just throw some spoilers out there. It's been forever. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. Why is that, man? Why was that your favorite movie? Well, as a young kid, it was my favorite movie because it was visually stunning. You know, I loved seeing the martial arts on film. I'm I'm a sucker for this hero at the center of it all who can do anything. Um, yeah. I think it might be some stuff related to my dad, like the guy who, who the guy who has all of these powers and can overcome everything. Like, you know, I just like that story. So I'm a sucker for that story. But yeah. Um, as I got older and I started to watch it and I really started to actually understand what was happening, um, the story is actually really good. Something that the second and third movies get a lot of, you know, grief for is being very drawn out and not very good. And it, I recently, I would say in the last two, three years, have rewatched two and three. And I remember thinking like, man, like this story was way ahead of its time, you know? Um, it just Way the story ahead. that's going on there, just the, the good versus evil, but the the way it it's all wrapped up in a bow for you is just it, it's just it's just a great you know uh, message too at the, at the very end. Like if you if you want to go with spoilers, when yeah. the ultimate showdown at the end is Neo versus you know basically his inverse and Agent Smith, and mm-hmm. he's he's losing the fight. And um, he keeps getting up, he keeps getting up. And in this computer simulation, this rampant thing, and Agent Smith can't wrap its head around why he keeps getting up, only to get defeated. And he just says, you know, why? Why do you persist? Why do you continue to go? And he looks at him and he just says, because I choose to. You know, and it's it's just such a it's such a wonderful moment, I thought. so. (laughs) It is my favorite moment from the trilogy. Um, it's 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 what uh, it's what uh, Morpheus said. Um, whenever Neo started to believe, he was like, "Well, what what is he doing?" And then Morpheus like, <clears throat> "Try to get my voice very deep here." He's beginning to believe. <laughs> Love that movie, man. I, I gotta agree with you on that. The Matrix is an awesome movie. Kind of like the whole Terminator thing, AI taking over. It's not exactly like Terminator, but AI taking over. I love that stuff. I love that stuff because, don't let me get into my conspiracies, the way that AI has jumped in the last 10 years, it's taken off to where it can become uncontrollable. I'm just going to leave it like that. <laughs> allegedly. But, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> MC squared <Alleged>. over here. <laughs> we, know, we know the direction it's going with AI. Come on. Come on. Not, not necessarily yeah. taking over Skynet. Let's or get, to, let's get to the realness. Let's get to the realness, all right? Matrix is a good movie. We can all agree. Yes. Batman versus Superman is a follow-up to Man of Steel. 
Look, it's a phenomenal movie. Danimal and Mons have opinions. It's a phenomenal movie, man. Versus, I'll, let's let Danimal explain it. Danimal, listen, why? I is... I sat and listened to a three hour <laughs> plot synopsis of Man of Steel through Justice League, and if that if what Dan explained to me was how the actual movies turned out, I would love those movies. I'm just gonna put it like that. <laughs> The Daniel, thing, why is Batman vs Superman so great? Because I agree with you. Um, it's it's a it's a journey. It's there's so many things in there. Like, look, the character of Superman to me was was never very compelling. It wasn't until Zack Snyder touched the character with Henry Cavill that all of a sudden I went, wait a minute, hold on. There's so much more to this character than just super powerful alien who can blow up a planet you know it was it was very much about the thematics going on in the background just the you know i have the ability to save humanity but but do they you know do i trust them with that Mm -hmm. and um do i you know lay down my life for these people and um the thing you need to know about the way that Zack snyder was building that universe is he had a five movie story arc plan and it is all on display at a, a place somewhere like you can see exactly where his story was going um so he had it all planned out and the thing that people didn't like is that the original the way the story started is isn't is in this like potentially dark place and people are like i don't like this i don't i don't want this it should just be immediate payoff right it should just be oh this is just the character from the comic books which is to me very boring but you know he had a very long process to get there um which is funny because people get mad that DC didn't take the long process Marvel did, but they also didn't want to stick around for that journey at the same time. Um, you know, it's, it is, it is a challenging thing to get in because it is a, is a shift from what you may expect from the characters. But um, if I can just give you one, one small example out of the whole plethora of things, you take a scene from man of steel where Clark is a small child is in the classroom and he's freaking out because he's hearing everything he's seeing everything and he's he can't control it and so he sprints out of there and he runs and he hides in a closet and his mom shows up and he's he's freaking out and he says the world's too big mom and then she says to him then make it small and then you take the scene in batman v superman sorry spoilers if anyone cares he he realizes as doomsday is destroying everything and it can't be stopped. He's the only one who can do it. And he looks at Lois and he says, hold on a second. He says, I love you. You are my world. He says, this is my world. You are my world. Um, and then you have the follow-up when he comes back in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're not going to talk about the 2017 version. Um, and he's on the farm, the twilight of the sun shining on him, and he's got both his mother and Lois, and he's hugging them. He made his world small. He can now save everyone because his world right there is small. Um, you just take that journey step by step, and it's there's an amazing payoff if you just have patience, you know. Um, yeah, that is uh, beautifully put, man, because I... I agree with you. When I when I watch Man of Steel, when I watch Batman vs Superman, it's I think I think 
uh, just they just did a great job. Zach did a great job of allowing for us to dive into the psyche of Superman. I agree with you. I don't think that was ever been addressed or ever been portrayed in the sense other than, you know, just this, obviously this alien Cal L who you just can't defeat, um, just saves everybody, um, touch a little bit on his life, his relationship with his mother, et cetera. But that's his earth mom. Um, that's about it. But I think they did a great job of really showing us that even though he's a God and technically unstoppable, untouchable, he still has his own battles <laughs> internally, as in where he came from, who, you know, obviously his birth parents to his earth parents. Um, it, it's a beautiful story, beautiful story. Then Batman v Superman, you really get to see the psyches of both characters. I always like to view it as that six nine approach sitting across this table. The six can look like a nine to you and it looks like a six to me. Um but essentially, it's the same thing. So what I'm saying is they were fighting for really the same exact thing. But from their perspectives, they believe that it was different. So that's just what I love about the Batman v Superman. That, that, that is one thing that I think um, Batman v Superman did, did really well um, in the actual version that Zack put out before they cut it for theatrical reasons. Mm-hmm. But that is something that um, a lot of people... Dif- had a difficult time with was was the character of Batman in that film, how dark he was, how quick he was to kill. It, Roger's one of those people. It wasn't that it was how dark he was. It was you're right. It was how quick he was to kill. Like he has I been love- dark. Like one of the <laughs> best Batman comics is The Dark Knight Returns. And in that one, he breaks legs, he breaks bones, he mangles people. But he's but still he's technically kill. he still doesn't kill. Right. But the in thing, this movie, he killed willy-nilly. But he's technically like the detective, though, right? It's the different Batman. It's Detective Batman, correct? It's the nah. one where... I mean, he's always been the world's greatest detective. He's not generally... like. There's a couple movies where he does do the detective work, but in most movies, he's more just like the crime fighter. So like the very yeah. essence of Batman is he does not kill. And then his battle with Joker and why they're so great is... Joker wants him to break that rule. Joker wants him to kill him. That's what that's why those battles are so tough. So like, you know, break legs, break arms, mangle people, like set them on fire. Like that's that's kind of honestly a different Batman that could be a little bit fun that Snyder could have explored. But when he let him kill like constantly, that's when it's like, okay, I can't get behind this. I'm sorry. I can't. You need to understand where that Batman is. You just you need to understand where that Batman is. You can't the thing that you need to do immediately and I'm just I'm just fully going to say this. If you go into Batman v Superman and you take any of your experience with Batman from any of the Christopher Nolan films, that's incorrect. You can't do it. You can't do it. Um right. you you literally can't. The 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 one thing that you need to be able to understand about this batman is this batman is a batman who's old he's been doing things that way not killing not doing those things for decades and it has literally gotten him nowhere he's the character is supposed to be he's lost hope and superman's supposed to be the character that restores hope and so there's a scene that's in the theatrical and if you don't know the comics you don't 
like you just don't get this this is the one thing that i wish they would have explored a little bit and maybe they would have done it in future films but there's the scene where he's walking Dave, and there's a suit and there's paint on it, it says ha ha right. jokes on you batman that's jason todd and so that's everyone that. everyone knows oh that's some something to do with the joker but what they don't tell you is that was a robin a version of the robin and actually um zach said that his robin was dick grayson um even though it's jason todd that was beaten to death but you you need to know that that robin was beaten to death and there's actually a scene in zack snyder's justice league where um the joker and him have an interaction and he says you you know you need to tell these people why you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job like Mm. And it's just like a little nod. He does these little things where it's like mm. he sent this adoptive son to go take care of the Joker and ended up losing that adoptive son. Yeah. You know, and he's supposed to be a character that has lost hope in humanity and Superman of all people restores it. Uh, I got a question for you, man. But that uh, really, really. The thing is, that character <laughs> exists in comics, right? In The Dark Knight Returns. And he still doesn't kill people. Well, I mean, he kills he kills Superman in there. Just so we're clear, he does kill. Returns. He he kills in one version of the comics where he goes around and they're both really old. He kills Superman. Mm-hmm. And he says to him, "I want you to know that it was me who did this." Mm. He's very dark. He's very very dark. Yes. Got a yes. question for you, man. Got a question for you, Christian Bale or Ben Affleck? Two different Batman, two different stories. I respect it. <laughs> Yes, ben, Affleck. Ben, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I'm sorry. Ben Affleck is a good Batman. Like I want to put that out there right now. He is a good Bruce Wayne, and he yeah. he the way that he plays that Batman is awesome. If if he killed the one person at the very end, like that would have made to me that would have made the movie like oh like he, it was the choice between killing that person or letting Martha die, and because but because he killed so many people before that, that choice was not. It was null and void. Like he was gonna kill him anyway. So, like that could have created such an impactful movie moment had he not killed so many people before that. That that's why I was disappointed in the way that uh, Batman was that portrayed fight in that scene. Movie. That fight scene was sweet when he was that in that like was warehouse with grenades, and I was like, <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. It was it was a good fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know you didn't like. Lex Luthor, either. Me? Isn't that what you said? You didn't like, uh, I always forget his name. Jesse Eisenberg? Uh, like, no. I thought Jesse Eisenberg was a fine Lex Luthor. Okay. Okay. I, I liked it, too. I liked him as that role as well. Especially Just, with uh, having the Snyder's Justice League um, and that ending actually making more sense than it did uh, with Joss Whedon's Justice yeah. League. So. It's unreal to me how much Joss Whedon really changed that movie. Like I can't, I can't even believe that they thought that they'd get night away with day. that. It's night and day. It he, is. he he relegated. I told you guys this already, but he relegated important characters of Cyborg and Flash to sideline shows. You know, um, and they had they had. There's there's look. I'm gonna tell you right now. You need to watch the Snyder Cut and get through the Cyborg backstory. If you're not sitting there feeling something, I mean, I'll, tears in my eyes, man. I'll be honest with yeah. you. It makes me cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so I good. Gotta I got to check it out. So Nebula in the chat real quick. I don't think we have seen the best Batman yet. I used to think Christian was the best, but I've gotten a lot older, and I disagree with myself now. Nebula, Danimal, 
are you excited, RJ as well? Are you excited for Robert Pattinson playing Batman? Honestly, yeah. No, it looks good. It looks good. Um, Robert Pattinson has the unfortunate uh, stigma of he was once a vampire attached to his name. But if you watch him in anything other than that, he is yeah. really good. He's yeah, really Tenet. good. If you watch him in Tenet, it's like, <laughs> all right, I'll watch this person do that. Here's what I'll He's say like, about this. And this gets me excited. When Heath Ledger was cast as Joker, everybody mm-hmm. was up in arms. How can you ten, yeah, right. How can you cast the guy in 10 things I hate about you? How can you cast the guy from, you know, whatever? Uh, like, there's no way yeah. he's going to be a good Joker. He'll never live up to Jack Nicholson. And then, obviously, he delivered one of the greatest performances in cinematic history. But honestly, like the, yeah. he was he was amazing. And there's no no if ands or buts about it. Like what he did, he made those that movie. He made Christopher Nolan's Batverse. Like and the crazy did. part about it, he was only on screen for like what nine minutes or something like that. Maybe something very little. I mean, if it you think about the movie, small, yeah. But yeah, but it's, but it's one of the greatest performances like ever. That's <laughs> why I'm okay with. I want to wait and see what Robert Pattinson does as Batman, and I'm kind of excited when I hear about it. And they're going with the Riddler, and they're kind of doing a different yeah. version of Riddler, like uh, something that it's not going to be like the the gaudy, uh, you know, dressed up like Riddler. It's going to be the smartest man alive, Riddler, and that. That could be really, really, really cool, and I, I just, I, I want to see dark. it before I judge it. So, I, it's I gonna be it's very dark. dark. It's gonna be very dark. I, it's gonna good. be darker. Hope... It's gonna be darker than the Nolan movies, and it might be darker than Batman vs Superman. Like it's gonna, it's gonna get dark. I think. I think it could be really good, is because I think what they're what they're gonna do is they understand. I think, I guess, from my opinion, you know, the greatest superhero movies or whatever you want to call them. Um, Captain America 2? They have have amazing villains. Yeah. So I think they really have to focus in and dial in on the Riddler. And I think if they make the Riddler dark, some very dark jokes, not not obviously not crude or anything along those lines, but I think that they can really, really just capture capture the moment. And if you look at it, like the best comic book villains, the best villains, period, are the ones mm-hmm. who have humanity behind them that you can understand Thanos. their position, aka Thanos. Killmonger and Thanos, Killmonger. honestly. But Killmonger yeah. to me is like number one. You understand where he's coming from, you understand what he's trying to do, and a little bit of you is like, yeah, he kind of does right. succeed. Yep. You understand his anger. It's yep. like, wait, you can't share this technology with the rest of us. Right. <laughs> but you call yourselves you know, you, you pat yourselves on the back. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Danimal, what's the next film you're excited for, man? They're going to get me with the Flash film that's currently in production. Um, the director, Andy Machete, has come out and said that they're directly connecting it to Zack Snyder's vision, um, which could just be a ploy by WB to get us to all go see it. But... Um, the way the Snyder Cut is concluded, there is an incredible flash moment. One that you did not get in 2017, and it is so frustrating that they didn't, they just took it out. Um, and because of that, that one moment, what they did cinematically with the flash, 
I will go see this film. Um, and I hope that they don't disappoint me and make a Marvel clone because I don't go to DC to watch Marvel. If I want to watch Marvel, I watch Marvel. Agreed. But that's the next film I'm really looking forward to. Agreed. <clears throat> Agreed. What about, um, you know, is there a new video game coming out that you're excited to play? Because, you know, we've talked about how video games, too, like uh, story-based video game, right. too. Uh, I know that you love the Destiny lore. Um, but we don't have time to get into Destiny lore right now. <laughs> is there is there any game like that you're looking forward to coming out that's been uh, announced? The, there's quite a few games I'm looking forward to coming out. Halo Infinite being one of them. Mm. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands being another. Mm-hmm. I love the character Tiny Tina. She's hilarious. Um, but this game already came out, and I finally have the ability to play it and it's just sitting on my ps5 and i have these i have these two friends of mine who do this podcast and they they would not stop talking about this this game the last of us so i really have to try it out i'm excited Um, for you i'm excited for you dude (laughs) listen to me (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna have tears in your eyes oh my gosh you're talking about storytelling danimal listen man i have never and I'm not exaggerating. And and to anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about viewing called The Last of Us. I mean, we've talked about it <laughs> thousands of times on the podcast. Uh, it's won pretty much every single video game award you can think of. Um, and for me, Dan, well, I've never played a game that has had such an impact on my life. I mean, since the day I turned it on, um, which was back in June of last year. And then obviously the second one came out the following month. So I was able to tackle the second one as well. And you were in for a treat, my friend. That is one of the greatest stories that I have ever um, experienced. And that is not an exaggeration. I'm excited for you, man. Uh, Whenever you do beat the first one, we're going to have to bring you on. (laughs) We're going to have to bring you back, man. Yeah, it's been what since 2013 for the first one. So, if you as haven't long played as you call it, call it a spoiler it's, cast. It's okay. You can talk about whatever you true. want. That's true. That's true. But I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the, the soon as you finish the first one, man. Shoot RJ attacks, and we're bringing you back on. Um, I'll get started on it. You're gonna love it, man. I promise you, you're gonna love it. Um, in the chat, Nebula Monte. If you dig Jared Leto, I can never say his last name, Jared Leto. You need to watch Mr. Nobody. I think I've heard that before. Uh, but anyways, um, we covered a lot, man. Dan, a lot. Thank you for your honesty, your vulnerability, telling your yeah, story. Man. It 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 is important. Um, you know, yeah. A lot of people are going to benefit from that, and. Um, they have I can't in the thank chat. you enough. And uh, if people wanted to keep up with you, where could they go? Uh, I am on Twitter uh, at iOutlawTorn. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Dan Clark. I think I'm in the the Facebook group for Untap Keg. You can find me there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I occasionally stream on Twitch at iOutlawTorn. Right. I don't. I don't do it a lot because I don't have much time anymore. But when I do, I like to 
just have some fun on there. So you dabble okay. a bit, you dabble. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. And again, I echo exactly what RJ stated. We're thank you, man. Thank you. Um, you, we've received great feedback. You've received great feedback, man, from the chat, from folks listening in on you. Um, they, they really appreciated everything that you shared. And, and so do we. I think the just, uh, most important question that hasn't been asked yet, and I'm excited for the answer personally, <laughs> when's the next time I'm going to get to hug you? It's time. It has been too long. I don't know, man. I, you just, I need to feel the animal between my arms. I'll, I'll clear, be like that. clear my schedule. You know the video of the black kid and the white kid, and they're like running. Obviously, you both like they're running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's gonna be like. Um, yeah, just thank you for being on this. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'll hit you up. Uh, I'm excited for you to start The Last of Us. I want to <gasps> say it's a 12 hour game. So, uh, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, and it's about 12 hours, I think. Um, but the one piece of advice I will give you is explore, read everything because those are some of the stories that'll stick with you the most. So, um, those sides for sure. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. If anybody wants to catch us on tap keg everywhere, where can they find you months? Yes. You guys can find me at Monte ball 28 on Twitter. Uh, Monte ball on Instagram, obviously our untapped cake pages as well. Send us topics, questions, what have you, um, Ask to come on and we'll bring you on as we love to just uh, give people the floor. Um, RJ, where can they find you? Uh, the best places are going to be on Tapkeg. Just find us on any social media and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hit you up, talk back to you. You can talk about anything, you know, just DM us. DMs are open on anything and uh, we will respond. So, talk otherwise, about leaving the Packers. But, I'm sorry, go ahead. We'll uh, RJ. What are you saying? <laughs> maybe it'll happen. Maybe not. I'll believe it when it happens. Uh, you know what? Thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, let's see here. Danimal's handle is I Outlaw Torn. Put that in the chat for them. Yep. Man, you got people, you got people asking to follow you, man. Uh, we, love you, you. we love you all. <laughs> Jenny said, great stream. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Danimal, you take care of yourself, man. Have yourself a great day, great week, great month, great year, man. And uh, let us know once you get through that game, okay? You guys take care. I love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.